0: grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, the first thing to say on a Sanctity of Life Sunday is this, God loves you. You who are here today, you who are on the live stream, and those who aren't. God loves every person he has created. From the day they are created by him in the womb, for as many days as he gives them life here on earth, every man and woman, every boy and girl loved by God. Those who accomplish great things and receive the praise of the world, and those who fulfill their vocations unnoticed by the world." God notices and He loves them all. The man in the mansion and the one whose home is a cardboard box under a bridge. The immigrant and the refugee, as well as the law enforcement officers and judges who uphold the law and rule on their cases according to the law. Those who think, those in the world who think, that they're something, and those the world thinks are nothing. Those we think are something, and those we think we'd be better off without. God loves them all. And you. God loves you. Even when you don't love him back. Isn't that something? The cross shows us that. Jesus bearing the sin and dying for the sin of every person he created and would create in the future. Not only the good ones whose burden of sin wouldn't be too heavy. But the really bad ones with the crushing burdens. Especially them. Come to me, Jesus says, all you who are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. So if you have a lot of sins and regrets. And failures and disappointments. That you've been lugging around for a while. Making your life heavy. Why? Jesus took them. Don't take them back. Jesus wants them. And he wants to give you rest from them. To forgive you. Because he loves you. You who are here today. You who are watching on the live stream. And those who are not. Imagine a cross big enough. On which to hang every single person. Who ever lived in the entire history of the world. All at the same time. That's a pretty big cross. That was Jesus' cross. And the weight He bore on it because he loves you. And he loved those people he grew up with in Nazareth. And they loved him at first, at least, when he spoke gracious words, words that they liked, words that made them think that surely they were next in line for some miraculous goodies. That what he did in Capernaum, he would do now, here, for them. Oh boy. Jesus wasn't against that. But he loved them enough to want them to know that if he did, it wasn't because they were his homies. It wasn't because he liked them. Because he knew them. Because he grew up with them. And they were nice to him when he was little. It was mercy and grace. Like it was with the widow of Zarephath in Sidon. And with Naaman the Syrian. And not just the Syrian, but Naaman the commander of the army of Syria... That was plaguing and tormenting Israel. God healed him. Showed mercy and grace to him of all people. Well, the people of Nazareth, they loved hometown Jesus, gracious Jesus, their Jesus. But the Jesus that talked like that, that called them to repentance, not so much. That Jesus, they wanted to throw off the cliff. And maybe we do too. (coughs) When we don't think God is doling out his gifts as we think he should. When others get what we think they don't deserve. And we don't get what we think we do. So that Sabbath in Nazareth. Perhaps we could call that the very first Sanctity of Life Sunday. Jesus teaching about life. And about his love and mercy and grace that is for all people. Sidonians, Syrians, and Nazarenes alike. Because Sanctity of Life Sunday isn't about us being better than them because we're Christians and they're not. Or because we teach that abortion, mercy killing, assisted suicide, and all the different ways that we destroy life these days is wrong and they don't. I fear that sometimes happens on days like this. And turns us into holier than thou hypocrites. Because we're not holier than thou. We're sinners. And quite possibly sinnier than thou. So this day is a day for us to do what the people of Nazareth did not do that day. Repent. And receive the Jesus of mercy and grace that came for us. And the forgiveness he has for us and the life. He has for us. And it is a Sunday to ask for his help. To give us the ability to see every life as he does. To pray not just that God would change the hearts of those who think the destruction of life is okay, even good. Of course we want that. And for our world to once again be a culture of life and not a culture of death. But we can't just ask for that. But to pray that God would change our hearts too. To see every life as he does and forgive me when I don't. To mean it when we confess that I am a poor, miserable sinner and forgive me when I don't. To rely on him and his mercy and grace and forgive me when I don't. don't Forgive me when I think uh, at least I'm not as bad as him or her. Now do we do those things? How do we do those things? Well, there's surely a myriad of ways, but let me mention three here specifically today. First, we need forgiveness for when we destroy life. Christians, too, at times, look at death as an answer to our problems. Instead of dealing with a person, with a life, instead of giving of ourselves and serving others, just get rid of them. Or get rid of ourselves. (laughs) Satan tempts us to think that death is an easy way out. And maybe it is easy. And our world seems to keep making it easier. But it's not good. It's not mercy and grace. It's not trusting that God can bring good out of a difficult situation. So forgive us for that. And forgive us for when we make others think that by how we treat them. When we make their lives bitter. Or sad, with our anger, hatred, or condescension. When we, well, secondly, treat them as a part of the body that we don't need. In the reading today from Corinthians, Paul was talking about the church as the body of Christ. And that we need all the parts. We're all different In that some are more honored and some are less. Some are more presentable and some more modest. But none less important. Forgive us when we don't see each other that way. Or see ourselves that way. And when we don't see others as those Jesus wants to bring into his body to. And third, forgive us for relying on the law, not the gospel. A lot of people think this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year when the Supreme Court finally overturns or begins to overturn Roe v. Wade. Maybe so. But whatever the Supreme Court decides, abortions will continue as will other ways of destroying life. Because the Supreme Court can't change hearts. We should strive to have good laws that protect life, that's true. But even more, we should strive for hearts changed by the gospel, that are not just restricted from taking life, but which love life. All life as a gift from God. Something only the word and spirit of God can do. That's what Jesus was doing that day in Nazareth. Preaching to change the hearts of the people he grew up with. For forgiveness. Forgiveness for them and through them. For others. For really, forgiveness and life go together. Forgiveness gives life. For the wages of sin is death. So where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. And life without forgiveness. Well, that's what we see happening in our world today. More and more polarization, more and more isolation, more and more separation, more and more selfishness, more and more violence, more and more death, and ways of death. Death is the answer, death as a solution, death as good. Death is never good. Though we know God can bring good out of it. And once again, it's the cross That shows us that. And what Jesus' cross brings us. Life. Jesus' death and resurrection are what fill His word and sacraments with His life. Holy baptism is our rebirth to a new life that will never end. Holy absolution and the Holy Gospel give us that forgiveness of sins that brings life and salvation. The Holy Supper of our Lord's body and blood feeds that new life to keep and sustain us steadfast until our life here is translated to life everlasting. Life that Jesus died to provide for each and every person, bar none. Life that the Father created each and every person for, bar none. And life that the Holy Spirit would breathe into each and every person, no one accepted. And so life that is here for you. For you who are here today, you joining us on the live stream and those who aren't. If life throws you a curve or knocks you off balance, Jesus is here to catch you. If your life is turning out not quite how you thought it should be. Maybe you're thinking about life is wrong and Jesus is here to teach you. And if your life is nearing its end, Jesus is here to shepherd you through death to life. And if you just find yourself failing at life, if you've taken a life or made life bitter, Or thought little of life. Or neglected life. Or if you just can't seem to get life right. Jesus is here to forgive you. Always. Which brings me to the last thing to say on a Sanctity of Life Sunday. God loves you. You who are here today you who are watching on the live stream, and those who aren't. That's why we prayed as we did in the collect of the day earlier today, that God, looking upon our infirmities, stretched forth the hand of His majesty to heal and defend us. That is, God sent the Son of His right hand to heal and defend us, to forgive us and save us, To fight sin, death, and the devil. And win. Win life. And so really, as he is here with us today. That makes every Sunday a life Sunday. God giving us life now. And leading us to life everlasting. Lord, Give us that life. And help us treasure that life. All life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.